Fund, as I'd indicated, Advocate uh, Dumisan Seveza is here now. Thank you so much for coming through this morning. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Ms. Mpumulwana was just uh, speaking to us about the aims, the objectives of the study and, you know, outlining for some of the perceptions uh, that exist as well. And uh, very worryingly, as she uh, uh, highlights there in her last input that, you know, women are sometimes seen as, you know, some window dressing exercise when it comes uh, to this particular industry. Why are women not prioritized in the legal fraternity? I don't think it is accurate to say they are not prioritized. I think they are taken as serious candidates for judicial appointment as any other um, candidates are. Well, I have the disadvantage of never not having had the uh, the context in which uh, Mrs. Mpumulwana was, was addressing the subject, but I think I'll, I'll catch up. Perhaps the place to start it is is to see what the position was in 1994. There were only two females who were judges in 1994, and that's just about 22 years ago. Mm. And uh, one was in the appellate division, the, now today called the SCA, and one was in the Western Cape. Uh, both of them white female. So that the preponderance of the numbers is, is reflected that in 1994, there were majority white males in the judiciary. Now, the statistics in this inquiry, I mean, in these investigations now show that um, the numbers have risen, not just as judicial officers, but also as leaders in the, in the judicial, I mean, in the, uh, in the judiciary. Uh, in the free state, the, fe- the judge president is a female. In the northwest, judge president is a female. And uh, in, um, in Limpompo, the deputy judge president is a female. So whilst... There is always room to, for improvement in these things. Um, I don't think uh, we have done badly, mm. given. Do yeah. you think there are um, a sufficient number of women being uh, fast-tracked into being advocates, as uh, Ms. Pumulwana was saying earlier, that this is something that she feels the Bar Council needs to take responsibility for? Well, the Bar Council doesn't brief anybody. We are just in the, in the, in the Bar, and uh, in order for us, to uh, hone our skills, we need to have work. And work comes uh, largely from government. The greatest consumer of any services in this country, whatever the services are, is government. But uh, government has not done what government has been urged by an organization like mine, the Advocates for Transformation, to do what it has to do. There have been token, you know, indications that they are going in the right direction. But as I say in one debate in which the Minister of Justice was also a participant, I, I don't see the problem. Because in 15 years as an attorney or in 17 years, if you count the two years I was a candidate attorney, we had a system in terms of every black advocate anywhere in the country Whenever that advocate qualified, we put them on the roster. Of course, we operated from a, from a, operating from a Pandustan, and therefore, you know, we're an, an independent country. So every work was done from Umtata, every work. And uh, we had a lot of work. Well, in my office, we had political work. And, and as a consequence, most of the advocates who have now shot to prominence, I can tell you now, most of the judges in the Constitutional Court used to get work from us. Most of the leading senior counsel, black senior counsel, were beneficiaries of that kind of an approach. So (laughs) if our government simply took the view that 
we need to increase the number of black uh, practitioners who get work from us, of female black practitioners, especially African black practitioners. If they just took and they said, look, these are the people who are going to make sure we train. It's a 10-year project. But what about uh, systemic issues, uh, systemic issues that are rooted in the rules, the practices, the stereotypes within the sector itself? Uh, don't those also contribute to um, you know, the pace, the slow pace at which females are being absorbed and fast-tracked? Of course they do. You will recall that the legal profession was always regarded as a profession in which females are not competent to be in. I think in South Africa, as late as 1926 or thereabouts, I'm not so sure about the date, but it was just illegal, not just, <laughs> it was illegal for women to uh, to be trained as lawyers. And we know that's a, that's a function of patriarchy, mm. and that's a function of the stereotyping of women as less endowed than men. And uh, I can tell you now, I mean, you can count the number of silks, senior counsel, on any bar in South Africa. In spite of the fact that we are committed to, you know, progressive realization of equality and all of that, it just doesn't exist. So I think there is, there is something to be said about, about that being a problem. But then the question is, who must take the initiative? I am saying, just like Senegal says, this is only liberator, then females must take the lead. Because other organizations, like my organization, the Articles for, uh, you know, for Transmission, we, we have begun to take the lead in, in making the call. I mean, every time I get an interview, and uh, that's why I grab this interview <laughs> with both hands. People who want conciliation, Sometimes, So how do we train people not to just get into the culture, but also transform the culture into a different way of working? And so that is what we need. Government must come on board as, to, as advocates, and as I say, that uh, when briefings are given, that's, there's got to be a bottom line that says we can't always use those who have been there before uh, and not ask fundamental questions about briefings. In our report, we found that every time, they, uh, most of the time, briefings are given and women are put in, but there'll always be a white person, just in case we lose our case, you know? Let's have a, 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 a white person backing up. And, and so how, uh, how far are we going to go with that lack of trust, of capacities of women in, in our country? And so the private sector as well must come up, must take responsibility uh, that these major companies we have in the private sector, we must see women emerging even as partners, even as CEOs of those companies, and uh, so that we, because they are there, we just need to find them, expose them, and let them play a critical role in, in the sector. And of course, once that happens, will have enough pool for a JSC not to find themselves uh, 